Hey folks, welcome back to the podcast. This is your host, Ryan Kennedy. And today I have with me Talor Zamir, who is an entrepreneur I recently connected with. One of my patients actually put us in touch and I had the opportunity to be on Talor's podcast uh, called Peak Performance Life recently. And from there, I was like, man, you got a lot of wisdom and I love your journey and your story. I'd love to have you on uh, for an interview on my side. So here we are. And so Talor went from being in debt and having this massive pain and inflammation to creating multiple eight-figure brands and being in just amazing health, both mentally and physically. And back going back all the way to 2013, this guy had so much pain and inflammation throughout his wrists and his hands, he couldn't even type, you know, so he was forced to use these voice dictation softwares just to be able to do his work and provide for his family. And that really led him down this road of health optimization and figuring out everything he could to bring that inflammation down. And so that kind of sparked his interest in this field of, of health, wellness, biohacking, and, you know, kind of getting into some of the more spiritual side. And he's turned that into a very successful business. He runs an organic superfood and supplement brand called Peak Performance, which we'll dive into today, which has over 500,000 customers. And so I am really excited to, to pick your brain, Telor. So welcome to the show, man. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. I want to start out with some rapid fire questions. Just get a better idea of your background and philosophy. So where were you born and raised? Queens, New York. What's a philosophy you live by? Ooh, what's a philosophy that I live by? Um, that uh, whatever you believe is true is true for you. And uh, therefore, believing that the world is a great, abundant, positive place is a much more empowering belief. Love that. What's your definition of failure? Definition of failure. That's a tough one because uh, there's been a lot of failures that I would say were more just uh, stepping stones or learning processes. So failure, I guess, would be when you actually give up and quit. That's right. That's right. That's the truth, man. What do you what do you want to see more of in this world? Um, obviously, I mean, obviously, a lot of positivity and, you know, peace and love and all that. But that's kind of a, a generic answer. I would say that I, I, in addition to that, especially since we're here to talk about, you know, a lot of health, health type stuff. So, you know, it's it really kind of bothers me a little bit that uh, I guess, you know, a lot of people don't prioritize their health. Like for me, it's like so obvious, you know, I'm in these a lot of mastermind groups and groups with a lot of high net worth individuals. And it's like, you know, these guys are worth hundreds of millions of dollars, but it's like, what's the point of having all that if you, you know, pass away at 65 when you could have lived till 95 or 100 and been there for your grandkids and all that kind of stuff. So it kind of baffles my mind that um, just people don't prioritize health as much. Uh, yeah. That's the truth, brother. It's the foundation of everything. And even uh, adding on to your point on longevity, it's like about quality of life. You know, while you are here, being able to feel good and show up in the world is the best person you can be. And it's hard. I, I talk about this with a lot of people uh, I work with and also people in my network. It's just, it's hard to be happy and positive and, you know, all the things like we want to see in, in more of in the world, if you don't feel well, you know, if your yeah. health is suffering and you've got brain fog and digestive issues and you're not sleeping at nights and you have low energy, it's like, it's hard to like have that vitality and, and positivity when you're just feeling lousy, you know, it's really an uphill battle. So I, I love that answer. Yeah. And I mean, we, we, I always say, you know, with peak performance, one of the taglines I use over and over, some people have probably heard it, but a healthy person has a thousand wishes, but a sick person has only one. And, you know, again, like think about if you have a hundred million dollars in the bank, even right. Everyone wants to focus on making all this money. Let's say you had a hundred million dollars in the bank, but you or one of your loved ones, 
had a disease that could only be cured by you paying the hundred million dollars to do a treatment. You, you would do it in a second. Everyone would. Right. But it's like, we don't think that way. We don't prioritize it that way. So it's, it's, it's really interesting. Yeah. It's an, it's an interesting balance for sure. Because on the one hand, I couldn't agree with you more. I, I think that, that our health and our time is the most valuable asset that we all have. But on the flip side, it's like, it's hard to be healthy in this world. if You don't have the financial needs, you know, because mm. food costs money, especially organic high quality mm -hmm. ingredients. Uh, a lot of the things that we need for, to be healthy can be free, you know, like sun exposure, fresh air, meditation, exercise, but a lot of them become exponentially easier to fit in your day when you're not working two or three jobs and you have some financial cushion or some uh, a business or just some situation where you have more free time and more mental bandwidth to, to dedicate towards your health. Because it is, I know my heart always goes out to people who are out there, you know, single parents working in you know, multiple jobs, barely able to scrape by. And I put myself in those shoes and I'm like, man, if I was in that position, I probably wouldn't be exercising on a regular basis. I find it hard to, you know, meditate and sleep eight hours a night and do all these things I have the luxury of doing uh, because my life and work and business, you know, kind of affords me that ability to have a little more, uh, you know, autonomy over my time. Whereas a lot of them don't. So I, that's where the money comes in, you know? So you gotta yeah. have, you gotta, gotta uh, have, it's, it's a delicate balance, dude. A hundred percent. It's like the hierarchy of needs, right? It's like, yeah. if you're just trying to survive, you're trying to survive where I think we could do better as a, I guess a country or a government uh, is there's a, there's a fabulous book by Dr. Mark Hyman called food fix. Mm -hmm. And in it, he talks about how the incentives are all wrong. So I think it's, I don't, I'll get the stat wrong, but it's something like 60% of all calories consumed in this country are from like wheat, soy, or corn, something like that, right? Which are all sprayed with pesticides. Most of them are like GMO, you know, crops that are heavily sprayed with pesticides. Um, and so, you know, and, and then on top of that, uh, in the book, he talks about how Coca-Cola actually had 10% of their US revenues coming from food stamps, right? So um, food stamps is a beautiful thing. I saw this because there's someone that was very close to me who actually had medical issues uh, and unfortunately passed away. But I saw how food stamps actually really helped that person when they were not able to work, when they didn't have money. And so they were able to at least use food stamps to get the food that they need. And the problem is, you know, if people are using those food stamps to buy soda, um, and again, the incentives are aligned the wrong way from the government. So if we incentivized our farmers, like he talks about in the book, to make organic produce versus to make GMO wheat, soy, and corn, then, you know, that product would become more in abundance, more cheaper. Food stamps could maybe cover things like that. So there's a lot of work that needs to be done. And, and I'm, I'm not the most confident that it actually will get done, but I'm hopeful. Unfortunately, there are a lot of negative forces working against us on that front because I couldn't agree more. It's it's a systemic issue that really is causing the difference in pricing between healthy whole foods and these processed junk foods. But it, it really does require a complete change of of the way these government you know incentives work and regulatory things, and it's it's kind of a mess. But one step at a time, brother. I see it. I see it every day. The tide is shifting, and I feel mm -hmm. I feel um, very optimistic about that. Uh, okay, so this might be, you might have just answered this with your your book, The Food Fix, but what's a game-changing book you've read recently? Yeah, uh, I'd say since we're, since we're on health, I'll, I'll stick to uh, a Food Fix. I'll give one more, actually. There's one called The Upside of Stress. The Upside of Stress, and uh, it, it really helps reframe the way you look at stress 
And uh, I think it actually could add many years to people's lives just by reading that book and having that reframe. Interesting. Okay, we might circle back to that. Mm -hmm. One book I just recently read on that I want to share just because uh, it's coming to me is like fresh in my mind is called Business Outside. Have you heard of this one? No, I haven't. Oh, it's fantastic. And it talks about the impact being out in nature and movement and sunlight and fresh air has on your productivity and the workplace environments. And so it, it really talks about how, you know, this guy that runs these retreats for corporate professionals and entrepreneurs and all these things that it it's a part of the problem with, you know, the impact and the negative impacts a lot of nine to five and a lot of, you know, corporate jobs have on our health is because we're freaking in this indoor environment under artificial lights cooped up not getting any type of exposure to the natural elements that enable humans to thrive and so he goes through the book and how that completely revolutionized his company and how he's been doing it with other companies and so you with running yours it might be worth checking out business absolutely it's definitely good good read all right next next one up here is what's a solid piece of advice you've you've received recently or in the past that served you well Hmm. A solid piece of advice. Um, let's see. I think it's, uh, I would just say that it's something around, uh, something around just balance, right? It's something that I've just been focusing on, right? Is that, you know, we have all these different pillars of our lives between health and family and relationships and, and business. Right. And so, um, see seeing where you're off balance in one of those right seeing where do you need the most work right and so you know i I literally had a call with my coach uh this morning i have two coaches uh which uh, are always uh, amazing i highly recommend having coaches and uh you know i I identified like you know i'm I'm doing pretty well on the health side of things doing pretty well on the business side of things um you know while i have a great relationship with my wife and my daughters i think that's one where i probably haven't been putting in as much time and effort and work uh on that you know on that front so um really just looking at that and trying to and, and it's always tough because when you're out of balance on one thing you kind of feel bad about yourself in that one thing and you want to, and then, and then you're like, well, then you do that. And then, then you might go too far and you'll be out of balance on another side. So it's just a never ending balancing act really, you know? Yeah, I completely agree. But that introspection and kind of taking an audit, uh, whether it's monthly, quarterly, annually, whatever it is, is super powerful. Cause I find the same thing. Cause it's easy to get your sight set on something and go all in and focus a lot of your efforts on business if you're starting out or if you're you know looking to really double down on on that or on health if you're going through a lot of challenges and a lot of issues around your health but then other things can start to fall by the wayside because we only have so much time and, and bandwidth during the day so I, I like that um what what did you have to give up or sacrifice in order to get where you are today hmm uh i i would say i mean in what I don't see it as sacrifice anymore, uh, personally, right? Uh, but a lot of people would probably say that I sacrifice. You know, every time I go out with these business groups and afterwards we go out to dinner and I'm the only one not drinking. Um, and it's like, but I don't really want to drink because I just feel awful for two days after I drink. So I just mm-hmm. I just stopped drinking. Um, so I guess some people could say I I gave that up, right? I um, you know, I don't, I don't want to eat cake and sugary foods and things like that because I just feel awful after. So, um, a lot of people have said, you know, oh man, how are you so disciplined and things like that? And, um, I don't, I don't really know the answer to that other than maybe that I try to think long-term rather than short-term, right? So kind of sacrificing short-term gratification for long-term results is kind of how I try to think about 
you know, almost everything. I, I try to look out like out into the future. And even like, I think about this all the time in my morning quiet time and thinking time, which maybe we'll talk a little bit about later, because I spend a lot of time really on this introspection is like, I think about when I'm an old man, what will I regret, you know, now, like, what will I regret that I'm that I'm not doing now or that I'm not doing enough of now. And so constantly, and, and if there's a big decision I'm, I'm faced with, it's like, okay, will I regret that when I'm older? Um, no. Okay, great. Then let's do that. Or yes, then. Okay. You know, so making decisions from that framework. Yeah. Really good. Really good. Uh, way to frame things up when you're looking at big picture stuff versus the immediate gratification you get from some certain, you know, a lot of decisions. So you touched on thinking time. And this is a concept that I learned about a few years back uh, in a more structured sense from a book called The Road Less Stupid, Keith Cunningham. Yep. Excellent business book, one of my Love favorites. Um, what does this look like for you? Do you have any prompts? Do you have uh, certain things that you go through or is it totally just free flowing? Yeah. So I also did uh, love, love Keith Cunningham, went to his four day MBA, which I think he just finished doing those live and in person. So the road less stupid is basically like the 48 four day MBA seminar in a book. Uh, definitely one of the best business books that I've read over the last decade or so. And um, yeah, thinking time it can be used for business, but I think also for all, all, all parts of your life. Right. And so Every what I try to do is every Monday through Friday, once my first I make my daughters their healthy smoothies and get help my wife get them out the door and make sure they have a really good, healthy, nutritious uh, uh, breakfast, because I see the difference even with kids. And I think too many people just think, oh, they're kids, they can. And yes, to a certain extent, like I can't I can't monitor everything they eat. And, you know, some some kids will eat more healthy than others. But um, I do believe it's very important. I see the, the difference in the way kids act when they're eating healthy versus versus not. Oh, yeah. um, but then once that happens, they get out the door Monday through Friday, and I will typically go outside with my coffee and uh, and, and and my journal. And actually another great book uh, called U Squared, Y-O-U to the second power, Y-O-U then the number two by Price Pritchett. And uh, it's actually, believe it or not, I've read this book over a thousand times. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's pretty crazy. So it's it's a short book. It's a short book. You can skim through it in probably 15 to 20 minutes, but it's a short, okay. yeah, short book. So um, I, I do it in my morning thinking time because it, it triggers certain visualizations that I do. It triggers me to, um, it's about, it's really about high level thinking. It's about making a quantum leap in your life, right? So most people are thinking about incremental growth, like, oh, if I can grow my business 10% this year or 20%, or if I can just make this one little change. And, you know, whereas a quantum leap is like, okay, like something, it's like, it's like uh, if Elon Musk make, doing a car company, and if he he didn't try to make the car 10% better, right? So he basically reinvented the car. And so kind of thinking from this perspective, like getting out of your head, because so many people, we just wake up, we're like, okay, I got to check my email. I got to respond to this. I, hopefully you're not checking social media first thing in the morning. That's the yeah. worst possible thing. Um, and so it's, it's, it's about taking this time first thing in the morning to really get clear on, okay, what is the most important, you know, thing in my life? What, what do I really need to do here? What shift do I need to make? Um, I'll give you an example. Many years ago, when I started reading the book U Squared, and I started doing this, this quiet time thinking time every morning, um, I was I was making, um, I was, I'll just give the numbers, I don't care. I was making about $250,000 a year as an internet marketing consultant. And about 150 out of that 250 was from one client. 
And I had two little daughters at the time, very young. Um, I was just getting, I was still in debt from previous businesses, business ventures that had not worked out. And so 250, you know, to, to give up this 150,000 of this one biggest client I had when I have two little baby girls, I'm still in debt and I'm trying to get out of this. But I, I saw that this client just wanted more and more of my time, right? They kept sucking more of my time. They were draining my energy. I, I wasn't enjoying my life like when I was forced to work with them. And so I literally, during thinking time, said, okay, what's my goal? Well, it's like, okay, well, my goal is to become a multimillionaire so I can have financial freedom and do the experiences I want to do with my family and all this kind of stuff. And so it's like, okay, well, if I stay on this path, I'm not going to be a millionaire. Like I'm not going to be, you know, having, having my own business that's making millions. I, I won't, you know, so there's, it, it's so that thinking time, if I hadn't done that thinking time, I probably would just gone along or thought, Hey, I gotta, I gotta keep getting out of debt. I keep, I can't give up a hundred, you know, more than 50% of my income. Um, but I did. So, um, but back to kind of everything else I do, there's, I do some box breathing as well. I'm friends with actually Mark Devine, the Navy SEAL um, as well. We interviewed him on the Peak Performance Life podcast and he, he teaches box breathing, which really kind of centers you and, and uh, kind of calms your nervous system. So I like doing that. Uh, sometimes I'll do the Wim Hof breathing, breathing type stuff as well. Um, but I have my journal. The first page I always open to in my journal says the thoughts that would serve me the most are right? And so I, I highly recommend everyone write this down in a journal. The, th the thoughts that would serve me the most are, right? And so for me, it's like, I am happy and grateful and have a positive mental attitude every day. I am happy and appreciate my life. I have a great life. I love my life and what I get to do every day. I'm so grateful and happy for my family and our health and relationship that we have. And I'm just getting started over the next 60 plus years. I have so much more to do and so much more to look forward to. And so this is the first thing I'm like really putting into my mind. Um, then and I'm visualizing my goals. Uh, many of the major milestones that I've hit, in fact, all that I can remember, I visualized beforehand. Um, and so uh, I visualized, you know, when I sold my first company, having that check come in my bank and, 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 you know, going outside in the morning and, and putting my hands up in the sky, like, <laughs> yes, and patting myself on the back and, and then following through with these visualizations to actually teach my mind and my brain that what I visualize comes true. So I actually follow through, have a very specific visualization, achieve the goal, follow through with the visualization to reinforce this um, belief system that what I visualize uh, comes comes true. Um, so yeah, so it's a lot of visualizing the goals and breathing and meditating. Um, yeah, I think it's very important. No, I couldn't agree more. I do uh, something comp very, very similar in, in the morning kind of routine I've, I've built out. I have some trails, right? out my backyard. So I'll hike up to the top of the mountain and it's a combination of kind of thinking and learning time. Cause sometimes I'll put on an audiobook or a podcast, which can really spark some of the thinking side of things for me, at least from compared to just kind of starting from scratch, but uh, all good stuff, man. And that definitely gets you in a good frame of mind to yeah. dive and into my, the day. My biggest goal. So another thing in my thinking time, I actually realize. I wonder how many people actually think about this is like, what is your number one biggest goal in life. Like if you achieved this goal, like nothing else matters. Right. And so for me, it's actually, I visualize, um, me, my wife and my two daughters all living to over a hundred years old, living happy, healthy lives, going on family vacations together every year, spending, uh, holidays together every year. Right. And so I have a visualization where my wife and I are in front of our 
kind of vacation home. We're over a hundred years old. I say to her, we've been married for over 75 years. We've raised two beautiful, happy, healthy daughters. We have beautiful, happy, healthy grandkids, and we even have beautiful, happy, healthy, great grandkids. So I'm visualizing this huge, this, this family unit and this love and this bond and being able to be around for my great grandkids. And so for me, it's like, if I achieve that goal of my whole family living to over a hundred with this close, amazing, loving relationship, like, Nothing else even, nothing else really, everything else is secondary, put it that mm-hmm. way. Love it. Love it, man. So go, rewinding back to the days when you were going through the, you know, inflammation back in 2013, realizing, you know, with the marketing company you were running, like, you know, obviously you already highlighted some issues with, with one of your clients. How did that transition to, you know, okay, you're interested in health. Like clearly I need to figure this stuff out. And then how that progressed to deciding to start peak performance and say, hey, we're going to start making superfoods and supplements for people. Yeah. So, yeah, this was, it's, I can't believe it's still less than 10 years ago. It's like so much, uh, Tony, what does Tony Robbins say? You, you, everyone underestimates, uh, overestimates what they can do in a year, but underestimates yeah. what they could do in 10 years, something yep. like that. Yep. And uh, man, just thinking about it now, I can't believe it's still not even uh, 10 years, almost 10 years. So I'm in massive pain and inflammation. I'm banging away on a keyboard, you know, 10 hours a day, maybe more, maybe 12 internet marketing consultant, just kind of like grinding it out. Um, you know, just eating a lot of inflammatory foods, watching, you know, probably watched some documentary. And then I went vegan for a while and, and I'm totally cool if people are like vegan for animal reasons or whatever, but like, there's definitely a very wrong way to do it. And, oh, and yeah. that was me for sure. Like, it was like, I, I remember going a subway and getting like a foot long sub with like <laughs> vegetables in it, with like lettuce <laughs> and carrots. And like, meanwhile, I was just eating a foot long of bread. Right. Yeah. And then, yeah. you know, I'm like, Oh, like, French fries, like potatoes are from the ground, right? Like from the earth, like they must be healthy, right? So I'm like eating French fries, like just lots of like, the problem I think with the vegan diet in general uh, is is that it's so high carb. And what I found, at least for me and everyone's different, I have a friend who's vegan who looks amazing, right? So you have all sorts of different stories. Every person's different. Find what works for you. Um, For me, super high carbohydrate diets are not good. You know, obviously sugar and carbs for me is what I identified, especially processed sugar and processed carbs is what really caused my inflammation. So, um, so at first I'm in all this pain, I have to use a voice dictation software for over two years just to be able to type and do my job and provide for my family. I literally remember like crying one time because we, we, we had to go on vacation because I was in so much pain and my wife's driving. Cause I'm like in so much pain, I couldn't, didn't even want to drive. And and my kids are in the back seat, and I'm literally like crying, like, what am I going to do? Like, all I know how to make money is, is you know, through a computer. Like, uh, what what job can I do where I don't have to type? Like, I thought, like, it, it was really like a, a very low point for me. And, you know, I look back at it now, and it's like what I thought was the worst moment, the worst thing that could ever happen to me ended up actually being the best thing that could ever happen to me. So it's kind of a really cool kind of moral of a story there for anyone who's listening, who maybe is not in a great place, or maybe is dealing with pain or mental or physical pain. And, you know, is thinking this is just the worst right now. It's like, sometimes you have to hit that kind of rock bottom in order to make a change. Um, Hopefully you don't, hopefully you can learn from myself and other people who, who have gone through it and, and just make the change without that. But, um, so, so it's like, okay, I'm, I'm in all this pain. Uh, and so I'm wearing actually a compression 
compression gloves, compression wrist sleeve, compression elbow sleeve on both arms, um, still in pain, just trying to get by. And so uh, I just, it was uh, trying every pain relief device up late at night on Amazon, buying every pain relief cream, pain relief device. And so I actually, again, what I thought was the worst thing ended up being the best. A few reasons. Number one, I ended up starting a compression sleeve company, which I sold for a lot of money and was a great, you know, huge exit for me. And so the e-commerce opportunity came around. I kind of realized like, hey, I've been a consultant for a long time. I've done really well for my clients. Now it's time to, to, to focus on me and do my own businesses. And so this opportunity came up. And my business partner at the time sent me a list. We were going to start an e-commerce company, primarily selling on Amazon. And he sent me this list of potential product ideas and compression sleeves was on the list. And I was literally wearing like compression sleeves all throughout both my arms at the time as I'm seeing this. And it's like, no brainer. We're doing that. I'm familiar with the product. I know it's a good product. I know it's not a good product. So we launched that company. It was a huge success. But I quickly realized as I started learning more and more about health, which is the other huge benefit, the huge blessing that came from this pain is that it sent me on this health journey. And as I went down this health journey, I started to realize, hey, these compression sleeves, they're just a band-aid. They're just, you know, they're not fixing the cause, the root of the problem. And so eventually I realized that it, you know, this is inflammation because it's like one day I thought, I'm like, oh, I have carpal tunnel. Oh, maybe it's arthritis. Maybe it's cubital tunnel. Maybe it's tennis elbow. Like it was bouncing around my arm. And it's like, this is just weird. And so I realized that inflammation comes from what you put inside your body. So these pain relief creams and compression sleeves, they weren't going to fix my problem. I had to address the root cause of the problem, which was the inflammation. And kind of side note, I actually believe that most people right now, again, I'm not a doctor, you may need surgery and all that kind of stuff. But most people that have like shoulder pain, knee pain, back pain, so many people that are probably getting surgeries, it's really just inflammation in their body. And actually, if they just focused on lowering inflammation in their body, like eliminating alcohol, sugars and processed carbohydrates and things like that. Basically, I went on the paleo diet for, you know, to, to kind of give the long story short, went on the paleo diet, researched everything about how to lower inflammation in my body and was able to heal myself that way. And then kind of like how peak performance started was I realized, okay, wow, this e-commerce thing is going well. I'm really good at this. It's a, it's a really beautiful business model where um, you can kind of scale up without having to hire hundreds of people. Cause before that I was like, well, how do I scale up? Well, I'm an internet marketing consultant. So I would need to make my own agency. And then if I have a hundred clients in my agency, then I have to hire account managers and all these people and manage these people. So again, in my thinking time, I got very clear. I don't want a service business. I want something that can scale without me having to hire a hundred people. So I came on the conclusion of SaaS, software company, or e-commerce. And I uh, eventually, since I'm not a developer and didn't have any brilliant SaaS idea, I went with e-commerce. So the first one takes off. I start to see, okay, great. I know how to do this. I'm really good at it. So now I have money coming in. I have money in the bank from this business, paid off all my debts. And it's like, if I can create a brand around anything that I want, anything that I'm passionate about, what would it be? And it's like, so that's how Peak Performance was born. I just started off making products that I wanted for myself and my friends and my family and uh, just kind of started slowly and just kept reinvesting and reinvesting. And, you know, it, it cost a lot of money. You know, I think a lot of people think it's easier than it is, but I invested over a half a million dollars of my own money and didn't take any money out of the company for two, probably three years. 
And, uh, but eventually just kept reinvesting and growing. And now, um, I'm really, really grateful for, you know, we have over 500,000 clients. We've, uh, we have a one for one match with the nonprofit vitamin angels. So for every unit sold, we supply vitamins to malnourished kids. We've supplied vitamins to over a million children. Um, we have a great podcast, so that's where we are today. Epic journey, brother. So we going back a few steps, a lot of people, I'm sure I've, I've thought this, you know, I have an idea for a product. Oh, mm. you know, whether it's a physical product, a supplement, you know, any, any number of things. And they're like, all right, well, how, what are the first initial steps you would recommend someone, whether it's books they read, courses they take, mentors, you know, any, anything you could suggest if someone does want to get into e-commerce and they just, they have like an idea, they have something they're really passionate about, but they have no clue when to start or how to start, you know, something like this. Yeah. So, I mean, clearly my background as an internet marketing consultant and working with lots of clients over the years kind of gave me an advantage. I had tried so many different things. So I really got to see different things that worked and didn't work. But for everyone else, for now, like if, you, if you're listening and you want to start your own brand, your own e-commerce business, I do think it's important to be passionate about and have a knowledge about what your what your create product you're creating. So I see, you know, there's a lot of courses out there and a lot of people teaching that like, oh, just find this product opportunity on Amazon and, you know, you could sell a bunch of these, you know, lemon squeezers or whatever, right? Like, you know, who cares? Uh, and, you know, and so I've I've actually tried launching lots of different, you know, and I kind of got caught up in that at first too. It's like, oh, here's an opportunity. Let's like create a brand and launch those products. And it's like, inevitably, like if it's something that I had no knowledge about and no passion about, it failed. And yeah. the ones that did well, that my two biggest successes, you know, the compression sleeve company and peak performance were all ones that I was passionate about. I had a, a very immense knowledge about, you know, the product itself and how I could make it better. And so I think that, um, you know, these back in 2015, I would say with the compression sleeve company, I also was fortunate because the timing was great. Like selling on Amazon back in 2015 was just way easier, um, you know, way easier to have success. No question than it is now. doesn't mean you can't do it now. You can, but you have to differentiate a little bit. You have to have something special. You have to have some sort of unique selling proposition, something that, um, you know, you're, it's not just like you're selling again, a lemon squeezer and there's 500 other lemon squeezers on Amazon that are exactly the same. So I think finding something you're passionate about that you have a really good knowledge in seeing on, it's an interesting balance because at least, so there, there's a couple of different models in e-commerce. The model that's worked for me has been Amazon, uh, which is search based, right? So people are searching for something. There's high consumer intent. There's high buying intent. Um, on Amazon, especially. Um, and so people are searching for a keyword and, and you have a great product that's showing up for that keyword. That's hopefully better than all the competitors that are that are out there as well. Um, there's another model, which I was never able to really crack the code on, honestly, which is like not search based, which is like Facebook advertising or TikTok, or, you know, you see or Instagram influencers or whatever. Right. Um, and that's like, people aren't searching for it, but you're able to come up with some great enough product and present it in such an amazing way that uh, people just are scrolling through social media and they see your ad and, and or they see your post and they buy it. Um, to me, that's been a lot more difficult. I think you have to have something really unique in, in your sales skills and your marketing funnels and all this kind of stuff. Facebook ads is is very difficult. And especially now, since they did this iOS update last year, most of the people I know that were having, you know, success on Facebook, even they are not having success anymore. So it's, it's becoming more challenging. So I like the Amazon model. Um, there, you know, for anyone who wants to get started, I think helium10.com 
is uh, is a great resource. Uh, they have a course, I think. Uh, I forget what it's called, but they have some some course in there about how to start your own private label business. And it's also a suite of tools. So they have keyword research tools, product research tools. So you could search in there like, um, hey, okay, show me all the products that are selling over $30,000 a month that have less than 100 reviews, right? So you know, hey, maybe that's an opportunity. Because if you try to jump into a category that has, you know, dozens of sellers that all have thousands of reviews, it's going to be very difficult to compete because yeah. getting your first 100 reviews when you have, you know, starting off when you have zero reviews is the hardest part, right? So then you have to be willing also to lose money for the first couple months, right? So every product I launch on Amazon or, or anywhere, we're losing money for the first two, three months at least. Um, but, uh, but, but we have to get customers, right? And, and then we rely on the fact that our products are good enough that those customers will leave good reviews and then other people will land on those products, see the good reviews, buy them, and then kind of create that snowball effect like that. Makes sense. So when you got in, when did you start Peak Performance? I started it on the side in 2017 as I was, when I, I said, okay, I'm passionate about peak performance. I'm not pa really passionate about the compression sleeves anymore because it's not really what's going to heal my problem. For me, it was more of a Band-Aid, that kind of a thing. So I said, I'm 2017, I, I decided to sell the compression sleeve company. And so I was like, well, let me start this, get everything going for peak performance you know, while I'm trying to sell this one so that when it's sold, I'll have this next thing ready. It unfortunately took me two years to sell the compression sleeve company. But uh, so 2017, 2018, we're kind of on the side. 2019, I sold the other business and then started transitioning to peak performance full time. And uh, yeah. What was the, because right now you guys have a very impressive product line. You know, you got a yeah. whole bunch of SKUs, whole bunch of options for people to look at. What was the initial like flagship product if you had one or, or a couple? Yeah, yeah. So definitely um, uh, organic coffee, organic green superfood powder, organic red superfood powder. Uh, those were some of the first ones that we came out with. And again, it was sort of, it was sort of an opportunity. So I uh, bulletproof coffee was like really big at the time. Mm -hmm. um, but I also, in doing research on coffee, found that coffee is actually one of the crops that is the most heavily sprayed with pesticides. And bulletproof wasn't organic. And so I said, well, what if I could, you know, it was, it was a high altitude uh, coffee. It's, it's, it's sourced from a region in Guatemala that's grown at a very high altitude, which creates a, a, a strictly hard bean, it's called SHB, and it has higher antioxidants and, and just kind of overall healthier kind of coffee. So I ended up looking into these different regions and sourcing an organic coffee that was organic fair trade from those regions. And also Bulletproof was really mostly in retail and not doing much on Amazon. There was just some, a few random distributors that were selling it. And so I was like, well, what if I could make this, you know, have the healthiest coffee and it be organic and, you know, find this opportunity on Amazon. And so that was kind of the first one. And, and to this day, Peak Performance Organic Coffee uh, still, sells, uh, still sells a lot. And I've drank it myself every single morning for the last uh, five years or whatever, however long it's been. It's fantastic stuff, dude. You you sent me a couple bags of it, uh, maybe about a month back, and I've been loving it. I'm a big uh, kind of connoisseur of quality coffee beans, and always have been since I started drinking coffee. I'm like, why do people drink this Folgers garbage when there's all these great options available that taste better, are better for you, and you feel a difference when you drink quality coffee versus shitty charbucks coffee is like you actually get a, a better buzz and you don't have the same kind of crash and it typically has just a better response in in the body um so i've been drinking your coffee and it's definitely something i recommend people check out a couple questions on the coffee 
just I'm, I'm curious what's your favorite way to brew it uh you know i'm gonna i'm gonna say this probably some people won't like it uh our k-cups are, 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 are actually I, I don't think i can call them k-cups because keurig uh, patented all this stuff our coffee pods uh are, are it's just so easy and simple for me ours yeah. are 100 recyclable i know there's a lot of talk that people don't like that it's not the best for the environment with the coffee pods but ours are 100 recyclable and uh, for me to just pop one in and and brew it and have my cup right there is uh is just the easiest quickest way so maybe it's more from an efficiency standpoint than an actual taste but yeah how do you store your beans? Uh, again, I'm, since I'm mostly during the coffee pods, there's not much uh, storage. Oh, that's fair. That needs to have, yeah. Because I know there's a lot of debate between keeping them in the freezer, keeping them in the cabinet. Um, I'm a big guy. I, I always just keep them in the you know cool, dark place and then grind them for every use. And I'm a French press guy. So I like to, I make, I make coffee kind of as, it's almost a meditative process. I don't mind that it takes me five or 10 minutes to prepare because it's kind of an enjoyable thing where I'm looking forward to it as I'm preparing it and kind of going through measuring out the right proportion of beans to water and making sure my water's right at the 195 to 200 degree mark. So it's not burning the coffee with boiling water. So I'm like, get really into it. But one thing I've ironically, someone that's been really into coffee that I've been tinkering with, I'm curious if you have any insight on this. Um, one of my patients uh, recommended, uh, or he didn't recommend it. He said, Hey Ryan, I'm using this instant coffee, this organic instant coffee, uh, that, you know, you just add a spoonful of hot water. Can you check it out? Let me know what you think. So I go on the website, start doing some research, it's really quality beans, you know, organic Arabica beans, clean processing methods. Everything looks good. It's not for sigmatic, but same concepts. Yeah. And so I'm like, Oh, well, let me order some of this, try it out. And I've been looking for something when I'm camping and traveling, uh, especially like international trips where you can just take a little bag of this instant coffee. You don't have to worry about going to some random coffee shop that may or may not have good stuff. And I freaking love it. Talor. It's mm -hmm. fantastic. Mm -hmm. The taste, the effects, like I'm really digging it and it's so convenient. And so, uh, do you know much about instant coffee? Is it something we're, we're traditional? Actually, I, 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 because when I actually when I went to China many years ago, I also I probably bought the same one because it's like the only organic instant coffee that I've seen, and it had these little sticks and all that, and it got me super wired. And and uh, I, I, you know, I've looked into it in the past. My, um, you know, my. My coffee uh, supplier, the you know who he he only deals with like really special, high end, like super healthy type, organic type stuff. He's like a specialist in it. And when I mentioned like instant coffee to him, he's like, no, he's like, no way. He's like, that's not real coffee. That's like all <laughs> oh, this. It's done this way or processed or whatever they say. You know. So I, I was like, all right, okay, man. He's like, no, I'm never gonna give. I'm never gonna supply you with that kind of a thing. Um. So I was. So I always just kind of stayed away. I prefer the the regular stuff. But but I do I do think for camping and traveling. Uh, um, it's, it's definitely needed. And so I think we are, we are working on coming out with one of our own as well, just for that purpose. I probably yeah. won't drink it unless I'm traveling, but, uh, if I am, it's, it's good for that. Yeah. You have to, if you do more research and digging, as you roll one out, you have to give me some insights because, uh, you know, from what I've gathered, it seems to be quality, especially if it's, you know, all sealed up, it's not as prone to oxidation and all those sorts of things, but I don't know, I'm not an expert on the, the manufacturing process other than it's micro uh, the, the, there's a couple ways to process instant coffee and there's a good way and a bad way for my research. And, uh, the company I bought it from was doing it the quote unquote good way. But again, uh, I need to talk to someone who's a real expert in this to really get the inside scoop on if it's something I can recommend to people. Cause a lot of people I work with similar to your situation with the, with the, uh, the coffee cups, 
is they're just looking for something that's quick and super convenient. You know, they don't have the same desire to do the whole French press thing and have to clean it out. And, you know, so they're looking for something that's just like easy. And this is super easy. You just put a teaspoon of it in, you know, some hot water and you're good to go. And it, like I said, tastes surprisingly good. So I'll have to, you know, we'll have to compare notes once you do a little deeper dive into it. Will do. Will do. Uh, and in addition to your coffee, um, I've also been loving your collagen and, you know, Peak Performance has a wide uh, lineup of products. One of the other things I've been tinkering with for uh, testosterone support is, uh, you know, Tongadai Li, uh, mm-hmm. also called Long Jack. Uh, it's a great herb to ramp up testosterone. I know you guys have, uh, I think, uh, a couple other things in that regard, too. Uh, but off off the top, what are the products you use personally, most frequently, uh, aside <laughs> from the coffee uh, or things that there's just a lot. Wanna, how much time? Know, how much time do we have? Um, <laughs> things you want to well, highlight where you're like, this thing is a banger. Definitely check this out. Yeah. So uh, I mean, I'll kind of kind of run through a list, but I, I do take. Uh, I probably take I don't know 40, 50, maybe more pills a day. I don't know. I kind of lose track. But um, you know, I, obviously coffee. I take our. You know, whenever whenever I make a smoothie, I throw in obviously organic re- uh, green superfood, red superfood sometimes. Um, vitamin D plus K, zinc plus copper, magnesium every night, Tonkat Ali, Fedogia agrestis, uh, both of those ones that Huberman recommended in terms of increasing testosterone naturally, uh, take both of those as well. Um, yeah, again, uh, magnesium every night, multi-collagen protein, uh, obviously as well. Um, NMN and resveratrol. So we, we have a two in one combo NMN and resveratrol as well. Um, and different NMN powders, standalone NMN as well. That's kind of a new popular one. Colostrum, uh, we have some really, really great uh, uh, colostrum capsules from a really, really great USA bread uh, uh, colostrum uh, source here. Um, gosh, I'm trying to think, what what don't I take? Uh, yeah, no, that's a good overview. That's a good yeah. overview. Uh, I love it. Well, as we wrap up, brother, one other thing I wanted to pick your brain on, just because I'm always interested in this from a personal standpoint, and I uh, dabble a lot myself. Uh, as you've grown your company and you obviously have you know reached a lot of people, provide a lot of value, received a lot of financial success as a result. What type of things do you invest in? Do you invest almost all your extra cash back into the business? Do you invest real estate, stocks, crypto, diversified? Like what what type of things do you like to dabble with? Yeah. So uh obviously as much as I can invest back into the business I do. Um, and I, so I think that's the number one thing. And that's why you see, we do have so many products is because, uh, I want to keep growing the brand with, with quality products. I'm very picky about the products that I choose. Um, you know, we won't sell things that are off brand. For example, we don't sell gummies because I just don't believe in gummies. Uh, you know, you're getting such a small, you know, dose of the ingredient that you're looking for mixed with a bunch of, you know, who knows, even the ones that are, you know, supposedly healthy are just like, eh, you know, what is that? Um, but, but again, you know, so um, uh, sorry, I lost, uh, I lost track there. What was, uh, what was the question again? Well, just like anything you, you invest in outside of your own Oh yeah. Uh, so the invest, so yeah. So investing in the company as much as you can, that's number one, that's going to be, be your biggest return on investment. No question. Um, so thinking about, thinking about how much can you reinvest? How can you reinvest? Um, so other than that, uh, any uh, excess capital, my strategy is that, uh, I, I like, you know, passive income. So mostly investing in either real estate investments, 
um, like multifamily, positive cash flow. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and again, I'm very picky about, I, I don't want to speculate. So actually kind of previous to, to being an internet in the internet marketing world, uh, I graduated college with a business degree and worked down in the world financial center, essentially wall street, um, you know, as a trading assistant. And, uh, so I got to see some of the smartest traders in the world. And what I realized was even the smartest traders in the world, really don't know how to beat the market. It's like when the market went up, they went Mm -hmm. up. When the market went down, they went down. And I just don't like that. I don't like making all this money that I was in control of how, not in control, but like I was at least directing and, and, you know, I'm accountable if it's my company, I'm responsible. Then I just put the money in the stock market and it's like, I have no control. It just goes up and down or whatever. And that just doesn't sit well with me. So yeah, you know, I've got a few stocks, Apple, Amazon, whatever, you know, a few others, but um, it's really a small percentage of my uh, portfolio. I would say what I really like is, and I don't, I don't like speculating. So I'm, I, I don't want that's why I don't like the stock market because I feel like it's, although the odds are in your favor, I still feel like it's kind of speculating, gambling, gambling. You know, the smartest people I know think they know something or have some stock pick and it's like, you know, goes the opposite, right? Like yeah, yeah. Ev- everything is down. So, um, you know, right now at least. So my investment strategy is what can I keep making? What can I make, you know, even just 8% a year, ideally 10 or 12%, but even if it's just 8% a year in a multifamily positive cash flow real estate where the sponsor is not just trying to buy it and flip it and get out of it in three years. And their whole business model is based on like buying it and fixing it and flipping it because I actually think the real estate market's going to be going down for the next at least one to two years. Uh, and I think it's going to create a lot of opportunities. And um, so I'm, I'm a lot in cash actually buying a lot of three month and six month treasuries. Now that those are paying over 4%, mm-hmm. um, it's like, great. Wow. 100% guaranteed by the government four and a half percent or 4% uh, on my money. That's great. Um, and so the deals that I invest in, I want to be very clear with the sponsor that this is a long-term hold, right? So market can go down, market can go up. Doesn't matter if the market goes down for the next three years, they're still paying me 8% from the positive cash flow, right? It's like the old rich dad, poor dad, Robert Kiyosaki. It's like the people who lose in real estate are the ones that have to sell, that their business model is based on like appreciation. If you yeah. don't care about appreciation and you just are good with the positive cash flow, you really can't lose. That's the truth, man. That's why it's my preferred asset class. Um, heavily weighted that way. But I also feel like you get an unfair advantage because not only do you have the cash flow, because you know whether the value of the assets going up, down, sideways, or in circles, you don't really make much in crypto unless you sell at a positive you know, exit. And right. stocks, there are some dividend stocks, but same kind of concept. Um, but real estate, you get the tax advantages, you also get the cash flow, and then you know there's just a lot of ways to operate it that are you have a little bit of control where it's uh you can create an unfair advantage versus some of these other things where it's somewhat speculative and somewhat luck involved in a lot of market dynamics that are way outside your control. Um, exactly. So yeah, man. As, as we wrap things up, I have one last question for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are three teachings or teachers that have impacted your life? Hmm. Three teaching. I mean, Tony Robbins is, is obviously the OG, the goat, um, Mm -hmm. you know, like you just, you can't go wrong going to any Tony Robbins event or, uh, or listening to any of his audio books, even the old ones I'll just put on sometimes if I need, need to pick me up, need to get pumped. So, you know, for me, he's, he's, he's really number one. Um, just, just love, love him and everything he does. 
Um, an, uh, an interesting one that I've been doing recently that has been very useful for me over the past year and a half has actually been Kabbalah. Uh, so Kabbalah1.com, uh, Kabbalah and then uh, the word one, O-N-E, dot uh, com is actually taught by a friend of mine named David Guillaum. And a lot of people think it's like religion or whatever. It's not It's not really religious at all. It's just, I, I would just call it spirituality, but not really religious. There's people of all religion that that study it. And so uh, that was an online course. It's a nonprofit. I think they just ask you to donate whatever you want. I think it's like $49 is the recommended donation. And it's probably one of the best courses I've gone on. And it's a lot about just being less reactive right and so so many of us we just get triggered and then we just react right it's like you think about if with your kids or 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 with your spouse or whatever right if if something just triggers you and you react and then you regret it later right so i've been really trying to come from a place of like being less reactive and so kabbalah has a lot of teachings and learnings around that that's been very useful i highly recommend the kabbalah1.com uh course there and then um, aside from that, I'll give kind of a fun one. I really like the My First Million podcast. Um, so that's just something where it's like those guys are really smart and they make me laugh. So it's like just just like a lot of fun to listen to. Like it stimulates my mind and makes me laugh. And there's really so that's like by far my favorite podcast. Like I literally like can't wait for the next episode uh, to come out. Noted. I'll have to check that one out. I love diving into podcast where you get the education and the entertainment all all packaged into one uh well appreciate you taking the time tyler this has been awesome um i recommend people check out peak performance uh is it just peakperformance.com for it's uh it's, the website is actually uh by peak performance b-u-i by peak performance.com this uh there's a european uh ski clothing company that got the got the actual domain so i had to go <laughs> to by peak performance.com um, the podcast, the peak performance life podcast, your episode should be released soon. Uh, it was an awesome, awesome episode. And we're getting some great guests on, on that podcast as well. And, uh, Amazon, all of our products are on Amazon. So if you see peak performance products, uh, on Amazon, um, and, uh, yeah, on our website, you also, if you enter your, you know, some pop-up will come there, you enter your email, you get 20% off your first order there. And, um, and then when you get on the email list there, you'll actually get some emails from me. Uh, and one of them is a documentary video where I had this really, really high production value, 30 minute kind of documentary video that kind of tells my whole story and journey and shows me and and, and my family. And uh, a lot of people that watch it actually say that they get really emotional and it really has inspired them to to make a change in their life as well. Love it, brother. Well, appreciate it. And uh, we'll continue to stay in touch and uh, looking forward to continuing to uh, work with you on all things health optimization and spreading the good word and uh, check out those resources and I'll see you on the next episode, folks. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. If you found it helpful, please share it along to anyone else you believe it can serve. You can submit your own question to be answered on the show by going to ryankennedyhealth.com forward slash podcast. Be sure to subscribe and leave a review for the show. Your feedback helps to support me on my mission to positively impact as many people as possible with this information. Please note the information depicted in this episode is purely for informational purposes only. Please consult your healthcare professional before making any changes to your lifestyle or routine.